podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And as City thump Southampton 6-1 in their latest Premier League outing, we ask, are we just getting better and better? And are we actually going to break those records we broke last year? Also, City are through to the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup to play either Leicester or Southampton, who play on the 27th of November. To discuss that and much more, I have two guests. The excellent stand-in host on last week's show, with some excellent feedback. Welcome to the ever-popular Lisa Rabinovitz. Hello. And my other guest is Tony Newgrosh. Hello. The Man City Show is back for the season. By Ladbrooks, go to bet.citypodcast.net for all the latest odds and offers. Um, can we start with the League Cup quickly and get that out of the way? Um, Brahim Diaz has played, I think somebody said, 77 minutes football and has scored more goals than most strikers in the Premier League. Um, we're through. We're happy. On to the next thing. How excited are you about the Carabao Cup? I'm excited. Yeah? I want us to win With the again. holders. Yes. And I'm sure Southampton are really wanting to win that tie against Leicester. <laughs> So that they can face us again. <laughs> yeah, um, we we need. I think we should. We are taking it seriously. I mean, it was an entire, almost entirely different team to the previous match, but but uh, a wash of internationals, full full of star quality, and we still brushed the mighty Fulham aside. We were very very good, weren't we? The quality of the football was almost unchanged, notwithstanding ten changes. So we've certainly got the strength and depth, as you say. Brahim showed his abilities. He was probably the one player who you wouldn't say was a, a first team squad member in his own right, but he probably is now. So good luck to him. Phil Foden was brilliant. Everyone got a run out. No injuries. Clean sheet. Job done. No, no, no injuries. No injuries. Somebody use Kevin De Bruyne oh, as a chair. Oh, you're right. It was a long time ago. Now we we can cope without Kev. Don't worry. He'll be back. In fact, you know what? I think it might be a blessing in disguise because he will come back fresh, ready to lead that charge into the new year. So let's look at it as a positive. We said yeah. that a week ago. I was going to say it can't be a blessing in disguise. Oh. Surely can it? The Kevin De Bruyne right injured. Oh, right. Greatest player on the planet. It's got to be a concern. Is it the same knee? By the way, is no, it? I think it's the other knee. But yeah, I think he keeps knee. injuring. It's like alternate knees or something. But it's very unfortunate. We could have done with. Honestly, I think we could have done without it. But a lot of people saying, "Oh, we shouldn't still win on the pitch." But hindsight is a wonderful thing. I mean, it's just one of those things. But but you've got to say, you know, at the same time, people all say he needs he needs game time. He's been out for so long, and it's a good game. And and let him, you know, let him let him play. Undoubtedly, uh, he played to get him the game time. I don't think he would have started against Southampton. But then we've got Shakhtar and, and United after that. So I'm fairly certain that it was important for him to get the game time. Never think, mind. So, so here's your chance again, Tony. We, we, we did have quite a bad injury. We did. <laughs> Do right. you want to start again? But, but that's the serious point, isn't it? It makes so little difference to us. Yes, we've lost Kevin, yeah. but we go and spank somebody 6-1 over the weekend and, and we've moved on. It happens, unfortunately. It was a little frustrating. We were, what, 2-0 up, 30 seconds to go. The ball was in the corner. You were like, no, just welly it into the stand. It always happens. Someone's going to get cleaned out in those circumstances. So, you know, full marks to him for his competitive spirit, but it was just a little bit unnecessary, wasn't it, at the end of the day? We wish him well. Listen, let, let's quickly get on to the thumping uh, of Southampton, who were not great, but is that because we're just so brilliant? And, and just going back to what I said at the start, Lisa, potentially we're people are saying we're not quite out of third gear yet. Mm. Um, we've had De Bruyne out injured. 
But we are now, it's the sum of the football that we played. You, you go home and away, you see us every week, um, you know what it's like, you enjoy this football, and, and it is just sublime. It's just amazing. It's brilliant to watch every single week. It's fantastic. Are we potentially going to be better than last season? Are we actually going to break some of those records we broke last year? I don't know. I mean, look, there's, there's a chance that we could break some of them and, and, I don't know, get pipped to the league by somebody else because I think what's happened is the league is not great. I mean, I, I don't really know how to sum it up because it looks like we've got three teams who are unbeaten at this stage. And, yeah, we. Um, it, it looks to me like the quality at the bottom end has is, is decreased. Um, but... I don't know. I don't like to say, yeah, we're going to break records. I'm sure we could do. We're, we're heading to certainly on the goal scoring front, um, but you know, we've still we've still got to play some what you would think of as tougher games. Yeah, I, I think it's too early to necessarily say we are definitely going. Well, well we played. Well, listen, we played record. Arsenal away. We've played Spurs away. Oh, well, on a neutral ground, on a neutral paddy field. Uh, we've played Liverpool away. So, you know, we, 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 it's not as if we yeah, haven't come up we, against tough opposition. We've had three very difficult away games and we've, we've conceded, we've conceded what, four? One was yeah. a penalty, one was handball. Um, so there's only two legitimate goals. Yeah. This team is looking phenomenal, isn't it? They certainly are. Um, and yes, I think we are arguably better than we were last year. Uh, the port's certainly settled in now and these Looks like first name down on the team sheet, pretty much, to a large extent. Um, it's always difficult because some of the opposition has got better. So how will we do at the end of the year? As long as we win, I don't care about records. I just want to win the league. But we've played brilliantly. Sunday was probably the first 20 minutes was just sublime. The greatest 20 minutes I've seen. And arguably, they switched off a little bit after that, didn't they? I think they did. Um, and some credit Southampton. There's not many teams going to come to the Etihad and play two yeah. up front and have a go. And they did create a few chances. So... Yes, there is still an improvement to come there. Um, but brilliant performance, 6-1, sorry. Nothing more reassuring than seeing Mark Hughes snarling on the touchline as his team gets spanked at the Etihad once more, is there? Great day. Well, he, like I said, he's been there for all our great successes. So, <laughs> All of them against his teams. Well, he, he was there when we won the league. Yep. And he was there when we, when we became Centurions. And he gave us Vinny and Zabaleta, so... So we, we, we thank Mark Hughes. He's then. obviously a good look job. <laughs> he is indeed. Um, can, can we just sort of talk about Laporte? You mentioned Laporte, and I think I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago as well. It's kind of gone under the radar a little bit that he's been ever-present. Uh, I think the statistic is also that he hasn't actually lost yet either, has he? When every time he's played, he's literally not. Just, 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 just talk a little bit about the sort of footballer, is, footballer that he is and, and kind of what he brings to the team. Because there's no question, defensively, we have become stronger this season. There's absolutely no question of that. As well as, I think, potentially playing even better football than we were last year as well. Going forward, we look really exciting. So just, just give us your view... Tony on Laporte for a second. He is a classic, no-nonsense, ball-playing centre-half, really. He wins everything in the air. He can pass the ball 40 yards. He's comfortable on the ball. He is everything that Vinny was without the uh, injury record and, I think, a future leader of that team. So I think he's been a great addition, money well spent, as it were, and it's great we can now give Vinny rest occasionally. We're not. Comp- Remember in the old days, Vinny was out injured, that's it, we're not going to win anything this season. Yep. Still brilliant to see him out there. I think he's still got plenty to offer the team. But again, we just look completely robust at the back, notwithstanding a certain Mr Mendy, who still uh, seems to have forgotten he's meant to defend as well as attack. 
He's interesting, isn't he? Can I just, <laughs> before we word. get to we get to, to Mendy, Otter, Otter Mendy as well, yeah. um, I think was injured anyway, yeah. so it so wasn't in the 18, but to, to have a thought that sort of someone of his quality, who last season we were talking at this stage being the difference and, and with Vinny in and out a bit, he was the guy who we were looking to really sort of strengthen that defence. Uh, it just shows the sort of strength of depth that we got, you know, yeah. at, at the back at the moment. Very much so. And don't forget Mangala is now available as well. Um, yeah, and I have very straight face as I'm saying this. Yeah, but they um, can't see no, that. That's why I, I went. That's why I did a bit of a sort <laughs> that's of. That's why I just had to give that commentary. No, um, we. The thing is, yes, last season we were very much that how good Otamendi was, and also Stones um, at the beginning of last season was very good. But Laporte is just. It's almost. It's bizarre. It's almost like you don't notice him even though you do notice how good he is because he's so calm and every apart from right I think him and Edison got really bored at some point <laughs> Edison just gave away a penalty because he wanted someone to notice he was there and Laporte gave gave the ball away and nearly nearly ended up in Southampton scoring but it it's just it's just really not good to have a defender like that that it almost goes unnoticed how how good he is because. Uh, and you talked about Edison. I did want to talk about him because clearly he gave away the penalty. You could argue that was you know he had no option one on one. Bring him down. You know going away from goal. He's not going to get sent off. Might save the penalty. It's it's better than a certain goal type of thing. Uh, but also a few minutes later, kind of spilled a chance which you would have thought just bread and milk really to to, to the boy. He really should have just just swallowed that. So, so is he, is that just about? lack of concentration he's seeing so little of the ball or or what well I think we accept with Edison don't we he is always going to come for the ball sometimes he will literally lose his head as he almost did last year against Liverpool sometimes he will save us juggle the ball but occasionally he'll get it wrong and I didn't think he actually had to come for that ball on uh, Sunday he could have left it yes it would have been one on one but he still might have saved it so yeah occasionally we're going to pay the price, but I'd still rather have a keeper who cleans up 95% of the chance. Um, that's the chance you take. Yes, he spilled one. He should have saved that, but what a recovery save. And one brilliant save from a corner as well that people I don't think even realise. right hand side, yeah. I think. Um, so he more than redeemed himself. I thought he'd come off the post, actually. To I'm still not sure, but he definitely touched it. I wasn't sure if he touched it onto the post. Right. But right. no, great save. Yeah, he'll learn. He's still only, is he, what, 23? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's nowhere young, near his peak yet. So. yeah. Yeah. So better to come, I'm sure. So, so let's talk about kind of going forward then and, and, and the goals. Um, rather than going through all six, we'll be here, here till midnight if we if we talk about each one. And I guess the own goal we can we can leave. But highlights for you. Do you, do you remember them all? So I've got them in order here. So if you if you like. So well, Aguero's was, was the first one after the, after the own goal. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, of course, just to remind everybody, is his 150th Premier League goal, the second fastest in Premier League history. He, again, we talk about records. He's breaking them left, right and centre. And, uh, you know, what, what is there left to say about Sergio Aguero? And do you want to add anything, particularly this week, Lisa, or is it, has it all been said? Anything, I think anything it probably has all say? been said, but it's just the, the lack of recognition outside of City, generally speaking. And he's not in the Argentina squad. Well, it's good for us. I know it's great for us, but in some ways I kind of feel, if, if it matters to him, then I feel sorry for him because it doesn't make that much sense to me. But, yeah, it's great for us. So, Sergio? Astonishing. Now, every week he's brilliant. 
his work rate has improved unquestionably under Pep now, hasn't yeah, he it? Two, yeah. He had two assists at the weekend, didn't yeah. he? So. Um, and one of them, I thought, was absolutely brilliant. The, the, the defender had kind of given it up, but he, he absolutely mm. battled. I, th- again, thought he'd gone out of play, managed to keep it in and, and squared it. And uh, uh, that was the one for, I think, Sterling, Sterling. wasn't it? Sterling, yeah. who kind of miskicked it to start with, nearly fell over his feet, but, but found the back of the and net. And more than that, he looks really happy now, doesn't he? That first season under Pep, there are all sorts of question marks. He didn't look quite on top of his game. He says he's free of pain in his knee for the first time in five years now, so he's probably fitter than he's ever been, and it shows, and he's really enjoying his football. What about Sterling then? Because he, he's, again, build, his confidence is growing, still gets lots of stick from people outside the club, but, but from City fans' point of view, it sounds as though he's got a sort of a verbal agreement to a new contract, which should keep him just above the breadline, I think, from what I'm hearing, yeah. some of the numbers he should be able to afford to... Uh, Eat. Eat and, and sleep. Breakfast especially. Exactly. Wherever he chooses to eat his breakfast, Absolutely. in my view, entirely up to him. But but being serious, that, that's good news, isn't it, for him and for City to, to keep it's it. Again, he's news. another young so we think about. He's been been around for years, but again, he's also a young lad. Yeah. And, and and again, playing with such confidence and, and looks looks a quality player. He is, I mean, already last season we thought it improved, but this season even more so. It's unbe- it is unbelievable but it just goes to show you I mean if we're talking about Aguero and how good he is and Silver and how good he is both of them have improved under Guardiola so I suppose it should be no surprise that he can help Sterling to improve as well but um, I, I think particularly probably both those goals but particularly his second goal is something I think he probably would have missed last season and so he has definitely you know he, he used to talk about last season how he he's okay until he has to think he's has to think about it and it looks to me that that has he was already starting to improve because both those chances he definitely had to think about them and and yet there was no doubt about it and the second goal it was was quite a tight angle as well it wasn't straightforward was it it was kind of but he had the confidence to take it on and and just whacked it and uh, your view on Sterling great team goal that one as well very unselfish of Sergio yes he continues to improve Again, he's loving his football, it would seem. And it's great that he seems to have got the monkey off his back as far as England goes now. Those goals against Spain. So I don't think there's any negativity there that will impinge on his City career. So onwards and upwards. I still think, likewise, there's more to come. Sometimes he does just run into blind alleys. He doesn't quite have the physicality sometimes to get round defenders who can shield the ball out of play a little bit too easily. So he he's, can still adjust his game slightly, but you, you can't you can't quibble, can you? I said we, wasn't, we weren't going to do all the goals, but we've pretty yeah, much always well. so as well while we're, while we're here then. So Sane, Sane with the last one as well. Nice to oh, him on the... Him I on was the... pleased for him. But, I mean, that shot he had that hit the... <laughs> oh, if that had gone in, I yeah. mean... That, so uh, you could see the almost... I think it was relief yeah. that he'd scored. Um, because I thought he played... Look, I think they all played very well, but I, I think he deserved his goal. And afterwards, they interviewed Sterling and he said he was on a hat-trick, but you passed it to Sunday and he's like, well, he's always looking out for me. So very nice. did, a, did him repay the favour. Can I just, in terms of negatives, because I'm always trying to sort of get a balance here, and something that has got quite a lot of people talking, particularly on social media, and apparently, and I, I didn't notice this, but apparently Pep was quite agitated when he was looking up at the stands and seeing with 10 minutes to go, the stands emptying. And I have to say, it's something I do not understand. I live a long way from the Etihad Stadium and I don't leave early. You know, it's like going to a film. You know, you don't leave before the end of a film. 
and I don't know where you sit on this one, because what happens is people leave the stadium 10 minutes before you do. You then leave the stadium and you see them sitting in traffic anyway. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It's part of the deal is you will take, if you're driving, you go in on, on the tram, whatever it is, whichever way you get out the Etihad, you are going to have a situation where you're going to have crowds and you're going to have people trying to get away from the stadium. I do not understand it. I've never understood it. I've never left early, um, whether that's, you know, at Wembley, <laughs> whether it's for Aguero's goal, whether it's for Dickoff's goal. I was there for both of them and I don't leave early. Why do people do it? Is it just a city problem? And what are your views? Tony? Why do people well, do it? Yeah, we, well, we've mentioned this before, actually, this very point a few weeks ago. I think it's it's really, really wrong. We are so privileged to watch this quality of football, and I think the players thoroughly deserve a standing ovation from all of us at the end. Yeah, I think it's it's a little rude, and I was a little almost embarrassed at the end that there was probably, what, less than half the ground there to applaud them off. What more do these guys have to do? So I thoroughly get where Pep's coming from. They're putting their bodies on the line every week for us and they are giving the proverbial 110%. I don't, I don't get it. They sneak off five minutes early before half-time to get their cup of tea and a pint in. Why, why are you going? I just I don't understand it, as you say. Are they really going to get home that much quicker? And to what? This is as good as it gets. We should be cherishing every single minute. Don't get it. Sorry. Lisa? You, you can understand how there might be the odd few people who need to leave for whatever reason but the the volume of people leaving it can't possibly be that they all have something very important to get to so I, I don't understand it either and I want to see every goal I want to see every chance created even if it doesn't lead to a goal because as we've said what we're witnessing you know it isn't going to last forever as hard as that is to um, actually accept it won't last forever and we should be savouring every second of it and we're going to save it every moment of this with a quick break the Man City Show is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale, the Man City Show Beer of the Month. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Before we get on to the next couple of games and a couple of other issues I want to talk about, a lot of talk in the press, on social media, about UEFA's FFP, Financial Fair Play. And the only reason, I've now realised the only reason we've got Tony Newgrosh on the show. Um, Lisa uh, has no idea. I've no idea. A lot of people probably don't really understand the detail of this. And without going into loads of detail, our, our in-house tax consultant, um, Tony Newgrosh, is here. Can you just give us a very simple overview as to why people are talking about FFP and Manchester City? Uh, hypocrisy and jealousy, I think, are the two main reasons. But this was to stop so-called financial doping. So you couldn't have uh, clubs where thousands of millions of pounds was squandered over a couple of years and you bought the league. That was the principle. And I think we can all have some sympathy with it, albeit certain clubs on the other side of Manchester have been doing that for 30 years. So there's nothing particularly new here, but it would seem, I would say, just to protect the uh, existing order. So the issue with City was, the rumour was, they were about to fail the financial fair play limits. You could only lose a certain amount over a certain number of seasons. 
If you did, you went into the naughty box and got fined. So the rumour is what City did was agree enhanced sponsorship deals from Abu Dhabi, from the from Sheikh Mansour's other businesses. Now, we could argue for the next 100 years what is a fair price for the sponsorship of Manchester City. I don't think anyone knows what the right or wrong answer is, but the rumour is ours was wrong. Quite frankly, we've been here, the case was shut, we were fined, most of it was suspended. We now comply with financial fair play, and more than that, we run a fantastic football club. Sheikh Mansour has invested not just in a team, but in a club, in a city. I think we should be applauded for this, not taken to the naughty room. I don't think there is anything more for us to say. As far as I'm concerned, the case is closed, and it's just, as I say, jealousy. And the, the real hypocrisy is a lot of this has come from the Spanish leagues, where Barcelona and Real Madrid have had significant government sponsorship and external funding for years and years, as have certain clubs in Italy. So they need to clean up their own acts before they start accusing City. Case dismissed. Move on, please. Let's move forward then. Uh, we could talk about it all night, and I, I think you're right. Let, let's leave it there, because there's been lots of press. That was a very, very helpful summary, and I appreciate that. And I remember now why you're on the show, so thank you for that. Um, can we, the other thing, that's just, just before we move on to the other games, one other issue, two other issues, actually. Uh, one is the Super League, uh, which, again, has, has raised its ugly head again. Um, and I think, if I'm right, City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, and for some reason a mid-table team from just outside Manchester has also been mentioned as potentially being the other one. Um, so no Spurs, you know, no, no Newcastle. No, so, so is that really a, a runner? knowing the history of English football and, and, and I'm just thinking of the fans here you know are we really as fans going to support something like that or actually do we would we rather be seeing games against you know the Liverpools and the Evertons and, and, and the, our local rivals and so on your, your thoughts Lisa on, on the Super League is it something you're excited about do you think it will actually come off or not I'm not excited about it it sounds like a load of nonsense to me and the fan I'm quite sure most fans don't have no interest in it at all but no one really cares about what we think so I have no idea I'd like to hope it wouldn't happen but I I, I really don't know I you know I, I just don't see what would what would we be there'd be no what's some league with no relegation and just trying to win I mean who would we be playing against I don't even know who the other teams would be five from Italy England, Spain five you know, or so five from each France it's yeah, very Germany bizarre. I don't know I'm not sure I don't, Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen, but I don't think people would want it. Like, the fans would want it to, really yeah. don't. Doesn't sound like going to get the vote from the fans, I have to say. Tony, you've got a different view? It's a no from me, I'm afraid. No, <laughs> Champions League, great. We like it. It's not perfect. That's enough European football. Yes, who likes Tuesday night and a wet and windy Burnley? But that's part of our football heritage, isn't it? And I should have think what it would do to what's left of the Premier League. We'd end up like... Scotland, really, wouldn't we? No, silly idea. Absolutely ridiculous. We love it. Spurs might win the league, though. That's a fair point, actually. That's probably why Spurs are staying, yes. (laughs) Spurs for the league. Um, I like that. It's good. I think we've just got a title for our podcast this week. Um, (laughs) No. From one stupid idea to another, how ridiculous, how absolutely nonsensical to get some elderly bald fat bloke living in America to say oi you used to play for England what we'll do we'll bring you back and we'll play an England game and we'll keep you on the subs bench and we'll give you five to give you another cap 29 years after you won your last England cap what is that all about what complete and utter bollocks don't know what more I can say to that yeah absolutely he's had his his time in the sun I think he got a good enough send off at the time 
don't doubt his contribution to England over the years, but he's had a nice hair transplant as well. I he's no longer right. no long ball. I'll take the ball um, bit back, but, but everything else stands. Yeah, but what does it add? What else could they do? I mean, there's other things they could do, Lisa, surely, instead. Surely they could present him on the pitch before the match or whatever, do something, something at half-time. I'm sure there are plenty of things they could have done to highlight the charity or whatever this is all about. It's very bizarre. I I just don't... I don't see why he needs to end up on the pitch. And it sounds to me... Like, they're making it sound like it's a one-off. But you kind of wonder... Like you said, there, there are other ways of doing this. And so there's other, what's play, the there's need other players it? as well. Why him? Yeah. And, and and what what precedence that say? Give him give him a handful of bloody saga vouchers to go on a, on a, on a holiday or something. Can we not name a urinal after him or something? There I must be other ways of doing it. Far more appropriate. Let's move on to an important thing. Wednesday night, Shakhtar the next at the Etihad Stadium, Champions League, everything to play for. Three points would put us in a very very strong position. I understand. Um, looking forward to it. Yeah, we. I mean, I really think we need to win that, um, but it should be a really good match. We obviously did very well at Shakhtar a couple of weeks ago, so we sh- we shouldn't be worrying about not being able to beat them. But it'd be interesting to see what kind of side he puts out because obviously we've got the derby at the weekend as well. Um, but I think play your strongest team, get the job done, and hopefully. Take some players off after half an hour. Um, after 60 minutes, even. Half an hour, that's a bit optimistic, even by my standard. <laughs> Could have been against Southampton. Against Southampton, yeah. Could have after 20 um, minutes against Southampton. But yeah, yeah, OK. I, I meant with half an hour to go. I know, we, we know what you meant. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I think there might, might be one or two changes from, from the Southampton game. But um, we really... It's all very well... We are in a good position, but I wouldn't want us to lose focus in the Champions League. We, re- I think it's important to win it. Lisa's right. He's not, we're not going to have wholesale changes, I don't think, are we? I think it's going to be a bit of a tweak, or do you think he might actually, with the game at the weekend coming up, it's a, it's a, great, it's a great problem to have, isn't it? Isn't it just? But it's interesting, Lisa said he will play his strongest team, but that strongest team could just as equally include Mares and Jesus. And, it's true. You know, there's plenty of players who are on the bench who could start. So I think he will play a very strong team. That said, we have... 20-odd players who could form a part of that. I think he will have an eye on the weekend. I think that's arguably a more important game. I think Shakhtar are absolutely going to be very, very scared and I don't think should be too much trouble for us if we play anything like as well as we did over there. So, yeah, I'd expect four, five, possibly even six changes for the game. I think we'll still win. I think we'll win comfortably and I think we'll be raring to go at the weekend. I suppose he probably will start with Mahrez and Jesus um, a bare minimum change, so yeah, I, I guess there are. I don't know about Gundogan. I mean, Gundogan's fit back, again, yeah, I don't, but I don't know if he's fit to start. No, he's, he's back. Might yeah, he's come back. on for half an hour. Yeah, Mangala, perhaps. Yeah, no, no I don't know no. if he's in the Champions League squad. That yeah. that's the only reason. Might you might get a game in the League Cup, might he? I think that's that's about it. Dear me, he's got, he started so well as well. The show. <laughs> uh, listen, let's focus on on the main event then, and and just start with the referee. Uh, delighted to hear that uh, Altrincham fan Anthony Taylor has been chosen. What I'm talking about, but it's the second time I said bollocks. With all the referees in the Premier League, why do you even start to think that it's the right thing to do? He's an Altrincham fan. His whole family are Reds. They're season ticket holders. It just set themselves up for, for, for problems. Why do they do that? It just makes no sense to me. There's a theme here tonight. There's a lot of bollocks, isn't there? Well, that's bollocks, though, isn't it? Yeah, look, I think you're right. I'm not for one minute doubting his personal integrity, but 
perception is very important, isn't it? Exactly. If, if he gives a last-minute penalty, he's going to get Kane for it one way or the other, isn't he? But help him out. You know, why, mm. why put him in that situation? I, that's, that's the, point, that's the yeah. issue. Mm. Makes no sense. Well, we'll be, we'll be 6-0 up after half an yeah, hour. Yeah, well, anyhow. we're going to have to make sure we, we mm. don't let it be, become an issue. But it is, just seem ridiculous. It makes no sense. Good time to play them, though. Looking forward to it, Lisa. Good yeah. time to play them. It's a derby. We know we know that we've got to take our chances. We learned we should have learned that last from last season. I know it's a different time of the season and and the, the situation is different, but you know, they've got players who can hurt us. And let's be let's be honest, if if Martial can play down the right and Mendy's playing, if I were a Mourinho, I know what I'd be doing. Or because Rashford. I wouldn't fancy yeah. I wouldn't fancy Mendy again. Yeah, either Rashford or Marsh, but definitely not Martial in the form he's in. And so I don't think we can be complacent. We should be able to beat them at home, but we have to make sure we take our chances when we get them. Because last year was one of the biggest disappointments, probably the, only, the the one big disappointment of the season. Not that it really mattered in the great scheme of things, but with the build-up and the hype and being 2-0 up at half-time and all of that stuff. And then suddenly to, to then lose that game was, was, was awful. So, so I think Lisa's right, is about taking our chances. And there have been games this season where we have and others where we haven't. So you just kind of hope that the right, the right sort of shooting boots get put on before they turn out. Absolutely. And they've got a very, very tough game midweek. I know that it's, it's Sunday, so arguably we've got enough time to recover. But that's probably not going to help them, is it? He certainly can't do what we hope we'll do and rest at least a few players before the derby. Look, it's there for the taking, quite frankly. Unquestionably, we're the better team. We've got the better players. We've got the better attitude and spirit. We're at home. We should win. But, as we said, they are probably a much better team than than they show us at the moment. So, we've got to do a good professional job there. I'm sure we will. And it would be brilliant. But, on the other hand, this is no longer our cup final twice a year, is it? Just hoping to beat United. That's all we had to live for. We'll, we'll still be there or thereabouts, even if we lose on Saturday, and I'm sure we'll still win the league, but and, and if, let's hope we do. With the game being on Sunday, how do you think that'll play? On Sunday? As well, we're playing them twice. <laughs> <laughs> and, we'll De and De Bruyne is injured, yeah, so I don't think he'll be playing either. We'll definitely win one of them, yes. <laughs> um, no, we'll, we'll win, I think. I don't doubt we'll have a few scary moments along the way, but looking forward to it. And if you were at Mourinho, other than kind of thinking of weaknesses here, and I was asked the question recently myself about what, what weaknesses have City got at the moment, and I was struggling. Other, the, the way I answered it was, if Fernandinho got injured, I'd be slightly concerned about how we fill that berth. But other than that, looking at it at the moment, with the strength, we talked about this strengthened defence uh, and, and the way we're playing going forward, there don't appear to be too many weaknesses here. But you would argue that maybe Mendy... Mendy now is potentially he a is. bit of a weak link and, and, and what you would exploit that, that down that side, 100% because he just doesn't seem to know how to position himself at all as a, as a defender. Um, and, even, and when he does seem to get in the right position, he like, does an air kick instead of actually managing to get the ball. It's, it's quite bizarre. He doesn't seem to have the composure. Um, and it does concern me, but I think we are actually at all... Our weakness is when we have gone ahead, two or three goals ahead, we do seem to lose a bit of focus, which is, you can say is understandable. But as you know, I think you said Southampton were awful. I actually don't think they were that awful. And they they did get a few chances and a better team would have taken those chances. So I do think we, and that's when we were 3-0, three, you know, 3-1 three three um, up. And I, I think we have to be very wary of that complacency. Not, not in the same way it has been there in previous years, years but I, I just think it is there a little bit and a, a decent team with good players can 
can exploit that. I'm sure Pep will be drumming that in this week. He did allude yeah. to it in his post-match interviews, didn't he? That that's he did, something yeah. that's for. So they may have done us a big favour in that sense, Southampton. It depends which Mendy we get, doesn't it? I thought he was very disciplined against Liverpool. I he thought was. he did a very good job there. He stayed back. Hopefully we'll see that side of him this week. And I'm sure... Pep will not have let it go unnoticed that he's been a little bit lax the past couple of games and we've got away with it. And what's the biggest threat that Stratford will bring, um, do you think? Where, where are you most concerned in terms of... Because, you know, they're, they're, again, they're, they're up there, aren't they, to be fair? They, they, they've got some decent players, let's be honest, and uh, whilst they're maybe not contending for the league, they certainly could, could cause us problems. Where, where do you see their biggest threat coming from? Well, they're very tall, aren't they? Yeah, they've got a lot of power. Like they've they've got more power in their team than than we have, so I, that's a different proposition to what we offer. But they also have very skillful players. Yeah, on the day they can beat anyone. I'm sure. Pr- predictions then? Can I, can I start this week? Because I, I think Stephen last week said we never asked Nigel what his prediction is. So just Nigel, your, what's your prediction? Six-one City. Oh well, my word! What? I don't think there's anything left for us to say. <laughs> Come on, we're playing great football. I've got no. We've, we've done it before. I think six one's our new score. What you think we're going easy on them? Yeah, six yeah, one. Okay. Why not? Come on, bring um, it on. Come I on. think it'll be a little bit tighter than that. Yeah, I suspect three one. Lisa, I'm going for the ridiculous. Last week I said five nil. I got the I got the margin you correct. Did. So seven um, two. <laughs> It's been a joy and a pleasure, as always. Um, a huge thanks to my two guests, to Lisa Rabinovitz and to Tony Newgrosh. Can this I is... just add that I will do the next podcast naked if we win 7-2? So. You heard it here first, the Naked Podcast with Tony Newgrosh. Nothing more to say. We'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network.